Hello, this is Reverend John Harfouche, and you're listening to the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. We have a message for you today from Apostle Dr. Christian Harfouche. For more information, live broadcasts, and video teachings, connect with us online at globalrevival.com and join us every week for the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Turn with me in the Word of God, please. To the epistle of the Apostle Paul, St. Paul, the first epistle of Paul to the Corinthians. And um, we are going to teach out of that today and continue for as long as the Lord directs us in, in upcoming gatherings to help you get a hold on everything that the Lord has supplied for you in the gospel. You have your Bible? Yes. Are you in in 1 Corinthians 12? I mean two? Yes. All right. First Corinthians chapter two, let's stand to our feet for the reading of the word of God, please. And I'll read to you, you follow, and um, I'm going to begin with verse one. The apostle Paul is speaking by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. It reads, and I... Brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech, nor of wisdom declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, But in the power of God. Howbeit we speak wisdom. Among them that are perfect. Yet not the wisdom of this world. Nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom. Which God ordained. Before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man. The things which God hath prepared 
for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit, for the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man, for who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. That's the entire second chapter. I would like to trust the Holy Spirit to help me minister to you about things prepared, presented, and predicted. Things prepared, presented, and predicted. Prepared? It belongs to you because the Lord is the one that prepared it. Presented? It's revealed to us by the sacred scriptures with the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So he says, here it is, it's yours. And then predicted. Because when you grab it, you enter in on the entry level. And that entry level takes you into a perpetual incline of success with God as you grow with him from glory to glory. Hold the Bible above your head. Listen to me. Last week was probably the lowest level of your Christianity you have ever faced. And we don't say that because I'm ministering to you. I say that because the Lord has this word to reveal to you. He knows what you have need of. He prepared it for you. He prepared some things for this hour. He will show it to you today. And when you step into it, it will be predicted for your tomorrows. You're being lifted by Almighty God to face the hour you're living in with authority and with dominion and with power and with dignity and with faith. Shout, this is the word of God. This is the word of God. Come on, like an army. This is the word of God. Not an opinion. Not subject to debate. It's not human tradition. It's not human tradition. Alive. Alive. 
God said, I believe it. And that settles it. He is who he says he is. He will do what he said he will do. I am who he says I am. I have what he says I have. And as I believe today, I can do what he says I can do. Well, you sound great if you believe it. Set the Bible down and let the Lord hear a shout of victory today. Hallelujah. You may be seated. When we address the Lord or when we disclose or preach or um, proclaim or by inspiration prophesy out of the spirit of God we are not talking about an almighty entity or person that is elsewhere only he's not merely in heaven He's not absent from the gathering of his own people. God is a spirit. And we who know the Lord, because he gave us the grace to accept him, we became new creatures by being born of God. And that new creation that started is fed, encouraged, and illuminated by the Lord himself and by the bread of life that he gives us called the word of God and his word that is spirit and life builds us up that the scripture declares clearly when we begin it's like the milk like the baby but as we proceed we get to the place to where it's like strong meat or food because there's maturity it's clear that the nourishment for the spiritual person is spiritual nourishment and it comes to lift you up so that you don't have to be subject to being bound the way you were and we were all bound without God. My people, he said, perish for a lack of knowledge. Glory be to God. Well, thank God knowledge is available through the sacred scriptures. Hallelujah. Uh, You guys are pretty casual, but I'm going to tell you something. The scriptures are clear. He says word and spirit. So God is a spirit and he's an almighty spirit by his definition of himself. He's omnipotent and uh, he's omnipresent. He's almighty and he's everywhere. So when I talk about God, I'm also talking God. Because when I talk about him, I'm not talking or addressing you about someone absent. Or not willing to touch your life, help your life, protect your life, visit your life, or lift your life. And so when the Apostle Paul is talking about his visit to the Corinthians, he's clear about that. He said, and I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech to make known unto you um, the testimony of God. Hit someone, say the witness. The witness of God. I didn't come to you with words. That's what the scripture says. I didn't come to you with an ideology. That's what the Bible says. 
I didn't come to you with an idea. Thank God for all those things when they're right. But how many would like to get a word that's carrying the resurrection life of Almighty God and lift you to another level in your ability to praise Him? A word that's your word that'll rewind the clock of time, that'll restore what the devil has stolen, that'll erase memories of disappointment, that'll impart faith into your life and courage into your being and triumph into your household. Glory be to God. When the Almighty testifies, He does not intend to limit His performance. When it's the testimony of God, you can be sure the power of God is in it. You can be sure the miracles of God is in it. You can be sure the healing, deliverance, health, and goodness. How many IMI do we have here? All right, you may be seated. Now listen, listen. I I did not come to you with the excellency of speech or did not come to you with enticing words of man's wisdom, um, but in what? Demonstration of the spirit and the power. Was it without speech? No. And my speech and my preaching was with demonstration of the spirit and the power. So that meant a decision has to be made on the ministry's part. We have to say, okay, Lord, in prayer, give me the words that are beyond my ability to manifest in the lives of God's people. And if they're your word, I will speak those words like a trumpet, knowing that you're present because I didn't call myself. You called me. is going to demonstrate victory in your life demonstrate elevation in your life demonstrate power in your life so that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men you're not limited to a natural idea you're hooked into a divine word your word is greater than a natural idea your enemy might dig a pit for you but your word keeps you out of the pit and puts him in there your word is bigger than the enemy's plots for your life devils can't rule you God has called you no weapon formed against you shall prosper stay in your word wear the word of God and the testimony of God in your life. Answer the contradictions the way Jesus answered the fig tree. Talk to circumstances in your life beyond chapter and verse. Let the prophetic spirit rise up on the inside of you to declare what they say of the Lord. You're God's favorite. You're God's child. You're God's redeemed. Now you may be seated for a moment. Excuse me for just um, declaring some things. I'm talking to International Miracle Institute students. There is nothing mean 
about accepting the goodness of God in your life because you have been born of God. You used to be darkness, but now you're light. You used to be Belial. Everybody was. Huh? So you were changed. The miracle to change came from the regeneration of God. He regenerated you. He rebirthed you. He made you a new species of being. You didn't make yourself that. I didn't make myself that. So why should I feel as if it's obnoxious to allow God to be good to me when he has changed me? Child of God, don't put on a sour face because you're afraid of intimidating someone that needs to be born again. Let them know there's joy in the house. There's freedom in the house. There's happiness in the house. talking about you know the house of the Lord worldwide right our God loves our Lord loves all humanity doesn't he and he's not willing that any of us would be destroyed or perish he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish. <laughs> Good news is your salvation is not up to people canceling you. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Before that word was even around, you know, some of us got saved and our relatives thought we went crazy. And then you stuck it out long enough and your relatives were like, I need that stuff. But not, he's not willing that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in whom should not perish but have everlasting life. So if you're believing in him, doesn't matter who thinks you're not believing in him. Aren't you glad that the enemy can't cut off your supply from God? Everything presented to us has been prepared for us. What has been prepared before the foundation of the world is being presented and has been presented through our Lord and his apostles and the church and now is being presented to us. He's saying, would you, would you prioritize this so I can lift the caliber of your witness to a place of testimony that you will be testifying the testimony of God who has chosen to make you his offspring. The healer who will heal. The deliverer who will deliver. He prepared it. He's presenting it. Receive it and rise up. Take off the chains. Take off the conflicts. Take off the burdens. Take off the limitations. Cast your cares on the Lord. Somebody's going to run in this place today. Somebody's going to run. There is an anointing in your life. There is an anointing in your life.
that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, or that word means mature. We speak wisdom, we speak the wisdom of God. You're going to find out in a minute that's what the Apostle Paul claimed he speaks, right? Well, he wasn't claiming, uh, you know, an ambitious claim. Out of your belly shall flow. How about this one? And he gave gifts unto men. And he gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. Well, how, Lord, am I going to speak the wisdom of men? No, you're going to speak the wisdom of God. Well, how am I going to know the wisdom of God? God, well, I'm going to make you my child, and I'm going to reveal to you everything I prepared. What I prepared and what I purchased, I will present. What I prepared before the ages and purchased at the cross, I will present to your life. And then when you receive that, I will not only give you that, I will predict through you where that thing is going. You're going to go up a mountain that no man put up. It's called a spiritual mountain called Zion. You're going to go up where the angels are. You're going to go up where God is. You're going to go up where the church of the firstborn is. You're going to go up where the blood speaks, sanctified and healthy and healed. You're going to go up where the spirits of just men are made perfect. You're going to go up. You're going to go up. And child of God, it's not going to be selfish. You're not going to say, I'm going to go up, but you guys are not worthy to go up. You're going to say, come and go with me. Come and let us go unto the house of the Lord. Come and let us go to the house of the Lord. And he will teach us his ways and we will walk in his paths. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Praise God forevermore. Praise God forevermore. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a nugget here. If not a gold mine or whatever kind of mine you, you can relate to. A very valuable spiritual thing. I can't live thinking, well, I believe the Lord prepared it. But I can't wait till he does it. That's not the word of God. The word of God is hold up. He's in me and he's in my heart and he's in my mouth. So everything he's prepared has come to live in the house of God. Now my speech, my actions, not just confession. Because what Paul says in the form of speech, James puts in the form of obedience. So James said, you walk with your feet. He said, Abraham obeyed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. So confession is followed up with a walk. The kind of walk that is distinctly different than how the world walks. Or how a baby Christian walks. If they're tossed to and fro with winds of teachings, you as a mature Christian says, hold up, I'm anchored to the truth. I can hold you, I can help you, I can lead you to the house of the Lord where I'm being fed. So I can't do that. I can't say, well, he prepared it, but I can't wait till he does it. I'm going to say he prepared it and through the Lord. 
presented it and then through the Lord delegated it to the church and then within the church the economia of the Lord health wholeness youthfulness longevity salvation sanctity soundness of mind and all of the things that God has ordained for men I'm going to stop this So I have to I have to do that. I have to say, all right, it's presented. The word presented comes from the word also present. Present is also what Jesus said to the apostles on the shore in John 21. Present of the fish you have caught now. And I'm going to go there verbally. Is that all right? Who empowered them to get the fish? Would you like to hear something out of that? You would think that there is no way anybody could find that much in that account. (laughs) But I want to tell you something. The Lord asked a question. It started with a plural word. Children. He didn't say child to Peter. He didn't say child to John. He said children. Everybody on that boat. Was called upon to respond. Do you have any fish or food? And they said no. And he said cast the net in. on the. So it was a corporate impartation of the God faith. There is coming one to us Glory, glory, glory. Glory, glory, glory. Glory. And cast the net in on the right side of the ship and you will find they threw the net in and every single one of them had the faith to grasp the enclosure. There is a corporate God kind of faith ready to come into the hearts of willing champions so that you can allow the Lord to do in the world today everything that the Lord wants to do through us and through the people of God all over the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and, and the, the outcomes cannot be denied. Cannot be denied. Are you listening to me? You may be seated. Isn't that powerful? Have you ever heard that before? The corporately. Children, cast the net in on the right side. How do you get 100%? Seven apostles. How do you get seven apostles to believe the same thing? They were accustomed to what faith does when the Lord speaks. When, when they knew what it was like to be lifted above themselves. Christianity is allow the Lord to lift us above ourselves through our faith in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And every day he'll lift you above yourself. And by doing so, he'll put the enemy under your feet. Because the enemy belongs under your feet repeatedly. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Above ourself, meaning above our ability or above our limitations. Above the limitations. Glory to God. 
And so, so we cast the net in on the right side of the ship into the sea of humanity. And we catch that harvest that we can't even pull up. But we have the faith to anchor it. We have the faith to draw it. And we have the faith to pull up to the shore. And then the Lord said, bring of the fish you caught or present what you have. Notice, he prepared it. He empowered us to step into it. And then he said, now present that as a worship to God. Let me, let me tell you where I'm going with this. As the Lord shows me. You ready? Yes. He said, I would rather have what? Obedience rather than what? In that account, they were obedient. It was no sacrifice at all, Pastor Christie, to take that portion of their success in Christ and present it to God. Do you see what I mean? And also, it was not an, a sacrifice because of sinful guilt. Let me, let me explain. When obedience is fulfilled in your life, there is a vindication and a camaraderie between you and God. Now I don't care this morning if you feel condemnation on you because the other guy is trying to talk to you. I've come to blow his influence off your life. Come on. Come on. Come on. I've come to minister to you as a child of the Lord, as born of God, as new creatures, and you should not live in self-doubt. If you're living in self-doubt, you need his word. And his word will lift you above yourself. Are you here? And you, when you're lifted above yourself, you have no doubt that God is for you. You have absolutely no doubt. And you also know your value. You know you're too precious to God, his kingdom, and, and the impact you can make in this world that you're not up for anything other than success in God and victory in God. And what I mean by that, you understand. You understand what I mean by success and victory. So here the Lord spoke one word and everyone was able to grab it. So faith was received at our end to get God faith to get the God catch. Now I know, I know that theologically people can argue with that because some people have been convinced over the years that you could just make the scripture say whatever you want it to say. But this principle I just shared with you um, uh, will, will endure uh, scrutiny. Study the scriptures all the way through and see if it's not a continual habit for God to do that in the lives of his chosen. You'll find out it is. And uh, the, the alternative is inconsistent. Right? Do you have a moment?
We speak wisdom among those that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of, or mature, yet not the wisdom of this world, the things, or the princes of this world that come to naught or become nothing. They're going out of, uh, out of their role. Speaking of the forces that are temporary, both uh, human as well as, most importantly, um, fallen, Right? But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Do you see that? God ordained it. That means God prepared it. God ordained this wisdom. God ordained these words. That's why these words are in agreement with the message of the book. (laughs) Hallelujah. God... God ordained these words. God prepared this wisdom. And God prepared this wisdom of you being able to have in your word, if you allow the spirit to have his will, creative power. You can have creative power. It's not your, it's not your work. It's his work. You understand. It's just the bottom line. It's just the bottom line. I know what it's like to not have it, and I know what it's like to have it. So you can't argue with me if all you know what it's like is not have it. So I'm just going to talk to whoever is willing. talk to all who believe that the Lord can lift you above yourself and help you beyond a self-help program and lead you beyond seven steps to positivity hallelujah or 21 methods to lose weight hallelujah glory is ready to move into your life so that you can once and once and for all step up to another level in your walk another level in your results another level in your service another level in your obedience another level in the things of the Lord hallelujah what makes me say that well biblically the Lord is present biblically the Lord is almighty And biblically, we're preaching the word of the Lord. So how are all these things going to be a reality and you leave the same way you can? You will not leave the way you came. God will add to you. God will pour into your life. God will pour into your spirit. God will pour into your home. God will pour into your He will make fat your bones. He will touch you on a cellular level. He will touch you on a skeletal level. Not medically, but miraculously by the power of his word. Dr. Robin and I have been taking shifts praying for our inner circle partners and praying for the sanity and the sobriety of people of goodwill that the peace of God will overtake these irritating enemies that want to make a brother hate a brother and, and want to push this world over the edge. We have, we have some time 
to do what God has called us to do, to seed this world as a global family of believers, not as just one body of believers, to seed this world with what is necessary to help humanity at large. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 So International Miracle Institute students, you started on a track. There is more for you. There is a higher level for you. The Lord will help you not feel the weight or the pressure or the, 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 the burden of climbing uphill. Because humanity have been taught it's all downhill from here. Meaning the easy part comes. No, the easy part is when the winds under your wings lead you up to higher ground. The easy part is when the Lord took us while we were earthbound fowl, earthbound birds. And he changed us through a miracle and made us little eaglets and brought us around to a kind of nest where mom and dad will throw you out and train you on how to until you could soar 30,000 feet above with eyes that are clear in the capacity that is sober glory to God. Hallelujah. And you'll glide above the weather and you'll live above the storms and you'll allow the Lord to lift you up and this week and then the months to come these things that might try to blow your way you're going to lock your winds wings and soar hallelujah should I stop alright you may be seated Now, you know exactly what I'm teaching on, right? All right, here it is. The things that God hath prepared for them that love him. Well, notice the word of God says, well, it didn't enter the heart of man. Natural ear didn't hear it. In other words, these are not the discoveries of the senses. (laughs) Thank God for the senses, right? The senses can be discerned. Uh, or grow rather to discern between good and evil but he says um, he said these are not the discoveries of the senses eye hath not seen it ear hath not heard it hath not entered the heart of man the things that God hath what shout that word prepared for those that love him but God has revealed them unto us by the spirit for the spirit searcheth all things yea the deep things of God or the deep of God right the depths of God. The Spirit searches the depths of God. If I asked how deep is God, you wouldn't have an answer, neither would I. But, but the Bible said you have the Spirit that is able to take you to the depth of God. Thank God He's taken us beyond where we can take ourselves. And so revelatorily now, subject to my acceptance in faith, He says these things are prepared. They're prepared. Now if I asked you, did Jesus pay in full for those things to become our experience, what would your response be? Yes! 
So you believe that through one sacrifice, what the Lord did to shed his life's blood, that was redemptive enough fully to deliver us from what we were sold into by the transgression of Adam. And thou also introduce into the earth impartation of the same image of God himself. Or I should say of the son of God. Are you listening to me? So this image the Lord gave us, this in the Greek calls it icon. This image that is living is branded on the seals of our heart by an earnest or a down payment of the spirit that we have been inducted into when that circumcision made without hand happened on the inside. In other words, when the Lord touched you and you said yes, something supernatural happened in you. And a new creation reality started. And it's not what eye, what ear, or what entered the heart. And when that something supernatural happened, post that, it's maturing in it. That leads us from milk to what? Strong meat. So if the Lord paid for it in full, but he prepared it or supplied it before, it's prepared... And then it's presented. Payment has procured its presentation. Not his second coming. His second coming will be, you know, wonderful. And for those of us who expect him to come, we want him to come as soon as he is able to come without violating his own agenda. But I'm not in charge of his agenda. Neither are you. His calendar, his itinerary. Somebody said, well, he's coming any day now. Well, how is he going to find you? Is he going to find you above yourself? Or is he going to find you under the burdens and the cares of this world? Because by coming the second time does not mean he's not present. Glory, glory. The Spirit is on you. The Spirit is in you. The Spirit is with you. The Spirit is for you. And the Spirit is through you. The Spirit of God I'm talking about. The things that he has prepared for them that love him. So the things prepared. Then presented. All I have to do. All you have to do. To come into a conclusive. Decision. On what is the will of God is look at the ministry of our Lord Jesus the Christ. All you have to do to know what is it like if God was a man is look at our Savior Jesus. So if he presented it before the cross, 
and he healed them every one. <laughs> if he presented it, uh, it while Simon was still a sinner, cast your net and you will find. then it is because it is the will of God for it to be yours and mine. Does that make sense? And if you remember that account, I won't stay there long. Once the catch happened and the partners had to come to catch the fish, Peter said, depart from me, I'm a sinful man. He saw the holiness of the miracle. All he could think of is his inadequacy. And, and the holiness of the miracle was too big for him to get. So first of all, we could see that it's not always uh, consistent with God to give you what you deserve. Not when Jesus is around. Now, I think anybody with sense should thank God for that. Oh, go ahead and thank So, So, of course, we're, we understand the value of obedience, loving God and serving God. But if we all immediately got what we deserved in our life, maybe hardly anybody would be here right now. (laughs) But thank God for the Lord. And when Simon Peter said, I'm a sinful man, Jesus said, follow me and I'll make you a fisher of men. In other words, I will take care of your condition. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But not only the logos of God, also the rhema of God. Faith cometh by hearing the rhema word of God. Does that make sense? Because until Jesus said to Peter, come, he didn't have a word to walk out on the water. And he began to walk differently because he had a word. But then when he turned away and he saw the conditions around him, he began to sink. And the Lord said, why did you doubt? Because when we disconnect with his word for us, uh, things don't go exactly the way the word defined it. So I'm just giving you some good news today before we come in agreement and praying together for the world conditions and for people in the world. I'm giving you the word today for the next portion of your year and where you see yourself in 10 years. Your worst Christian day, your worst Christian week is behind you. I don't care. And I don't care how good it was, right? And and it's not that it was a bad week, right? Why? Is God changing our days? No, he's changing us. When you're lifted, you're lifted by God. Then you occupy the days you're living in. Hallelujah. Receiving what the Lord has. So follow me, he said, and I'll make you fishers. I'll change you. You're going to change that thing. That thing, uh, depart from me. I'm unworthy. I'm a sinful man. The Lord said, I could do something about that. Follow me. I've come to help you with that. I provided the answer for that. 
Things provided are not being presented. Come on, get out of the boat. I'm, I'm promoting you from trying to catch fish to being an evangelist that catches humanity for eternity with God. So, so then he reads in verse 12, he, he, he says, now we have received not the spirit of the world, meaning the spirit of the age, but we've received the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Notice God is a generous free will giver, which things also we speak. Notice which things we put into words or things we what? Predict which things we declare. Somebody said, Well, no, it's not prediction. Yes, I believed, and that is why I have spoken. It, it, that's what the scripture said. It's not, Well, I saw, and that is why I spoke. No, it's we having the same spirit of faith according as it is written. I believed, and that is why I have spoken. We also believe, and that is why we. Speak. <laughs> Not in words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Now he talks about a kind of man. He's not, God is not insulting humanity. He's saying, but the natural man. That means the unregenerate, the man that has not yet had the opportunity to respond to the gospel and allow the Lord to give them that miraculous nature change that starts as a baby and grows into maturity. Receives not the things of the Spirit of God. I want you to see this. The unregenerate man. How many of you know somebody like that? Have some relatives like that. Don't get quiet on me, people. That's a good question. You know why? Because the things prepared and the things presented and the things predicted cannot be received by the unregenerate man because this this because. He receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Person like that without God's experience, just like all of us, can sit in the presence of a move of God and mock him. Because salvation is not something we did for God. Salvation is not the fact that we lived the majority of our life for ourselves and when we had a couple of years left, we gave it to God. Salvation was the gracious goodness of God to offer us a change of nature and a change of character. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so being unregenerate, un changed, untransformed, being the old man, the old creature, being just a human, 
and no discovery of the one and only Savior, uh, who's the only way to God, puts us in a place to where the things of the Spirit of God cannot be received by us. Now, it's not you I'm talking to. It's your surroundings. So if you're surrounded with the unregenerate attitude, that's okay. That's an opportunity for you to bless people. But it should not be a muzzle around your ability to praise your Lord and testify of his goodness. It's time to blow like a trumpet sound in the world about our Lord and Savior. So, he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself has judged of no man, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct it. But we have the mind of Christ. Before the foundation of the world, prepared. Prepared. The things prepared. And then, what? Presented. So that Jesus came, and in his earthly ministry, presented the outcome of after he pays for it. He raised the dead. He healed uh, and delivered people. And that it might be fulfilled. Himself took our sins and carried our diseases. He hadn't yet gone to the cross. So he did what? Presented. Then when he rose again. Of course he said it's yours. Yes. Glory to God. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then he said. Then he said take those things and put them into words. Put them into obedience. Put them into action. And, and attack the status quo. With the things prepared and the nature changed. Lift your hands and shout, I'm a new creature. All things are passed away. All things are become new. And all things are of God. I'm sanctified by his blood. My body's washed with his pure water. Now I'm clean through the word spoken unto me. I believe that the lowest level is in my past. And the upper call is in my present. I accept. I receive. I believe. I predict. I declare everything that the Lord has for me. Lord, I thank you. I believe that you're the Savior of the world. I believe that you died for me. I believe that you rose again to give me life. I believe you poured out your spirit. Come into my life strongly. Manifest in me. On me. With me. For me and through me. I believe your word. And I predict that as you declared, you will never leave me. Never forsake me. You're my savior. Heaven is my home. Healing belongs to me. Health is mine. Youth is perpetual. And supply is abundant. Amen and amen. Amen.
Thanks for joining us on the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Join us on our other podcast, Miracles Today. Connect with us at globalrevival.com, and we'll see you next week.